0: Hey, it is Friday, May 24th. This is the fourth episode. I'm here, you're here, let's do this. right. first up is... A very big thank you to the Giant Nickel. They did an article and published it this week about the podcast. Oh, I am so grateful and thankful for that. Uh, So for any of you who don't know this, because I know I didn't know this, that blood drive saying the location is PAC, by the way, that is Performing Arts Center. Center. Make sure it's not a center, but a center. Yeah, that's right. It should have been obvious, but I missed it. If you don't see the podcast for a couple of weeks in June, that is because this went a lot faster than I thought it would, and I need to catch up on my house and yard work, so I might take a little time off to get that accomplished. Lastly, if your kid, not lastly, A, if you have kids that have done something extraordinary, are in the community volunteering or you just think they need to be spotlighted with their particular talent? Parents, let me know. Get a hold of me either by Facebook or talk to somebody by now somebody's got a card that they can give you my phone number with. I'd love to interview them, show them off. They deserve it. And you know the truth is is the community loves knowing what the kids are doing. So, our shout-out this week is to Club 24. I saw them over at the car wash this last weekend, and I also appreciate just how close they are. If you're within around a half mile to a mile, you can walk in there, do an exercise, and walk on home and get a great, thorough exercise. I am glad they are here. On to Fun City News. And we had a very, very interesting uh, city council this week. The I could say it's safe to say it was lively. It started off with Steve Rouse asking about the newly planted trees at in the park up by the water tower. Uh, he was feeling that there should be more space for field games and. If I understood the reply back, it was those trees were actually for replacing trees that they had to take down. Beal Baker from the EDC informed the city council that the EDC would not be signing the contract and they would be doing something different this year. Sue Jetter, our city grant writer, informed the council that they had various uh, various grants that were available. And the city was very grateful for her work. A city ordinance needed to be updated relating to the burn day uh, phone calls that people make. It is not actually to the fire district. It goes to the Clean Air Authority. So they had to update the city ordinance for that. During the time that everybody was feeling that the chamber contract was going to be signed... Uh, The city council asked about a morality clause or a code of conduct being added to the contract. This brought up a lot of discussion with various views being expressed. I highly recommend reviewing that video so that you can get accurate information of what happened. I'm sure that by now there's some kind of rumor controls running out there, but... Watch it yourself, see what happened, see what things were discussed so you can form an accurate personal opinion about it. In the end, I believe it got signed. I'm pretty sure it did, but I believe there was also an amendment that got added to it for the final signing. Discussion about the orbital marker. We've had a conversation about the orbital marker before, and there last week we had a Interview with Trevor McDuff who was a part of that Uh, There was this contract was going to be signed and then there was a legal issue that came up Trying to decide whether or not there was a contract needed or if it just a purchase or a purchase order was just enough for the transaction to happen Wendy Davis from the Lions Club officially requested the funds for the annual fireworks display for Independence Day. She also informed the council that if the Lions Club can't find another person to be willing and able to launch the fireworks, this will be the last year that they can actually do that. So if you know anybody that is familiar with fireworks, other than the kids back out in the woods, please don't do that, by the way. An actual person that is there willing to do that, that would be great. Talk to the Lions Club. Let's see a few more other things in here. A discussion on how to reward and honor community volunteers came up. There was some concern and discussion about how to fund that with the current ordinances as they are. Lastly, as far as the video camera can uh, show, Mayer presented a PowerPoint presentation relating to staff time. I also posted that out on the Facebook page, BC Podcast. It's talked about how if they analyze and break down what each employee is doing, how they can be more efficient and see information in a more accurate fashion. Lastly, they went into executive session, so it means I don't know what they were talking about. That's it for the city council right now. Like I said, if you want to have accurate information, please look at the live stream video. Uh, Probably don't want to go, what rumor control has that one going as? This week's photos are from... Ida Boyd, Jessica Wadsworth, and Megan Damon. Damon? Yes, Damon. They won the Carmina Burana. I'm sorry, people. I cannot pronounce anything. It is a performance that will be done by the Mid-Columbia Master Singers and the Mid-Columbia Ballet. It's at the Reach Museum in Richland, They'll be seeing it this weekend at 8 p.m. Congratulations to you guys on that. I guess I should have flipped that switch uh, earlier. All right. So I was hoping to get the library or the Benton City Clinic here, but they had schedules that got squirrely. So we're ha- I had to reschedule with them. Good thing that we had the fire department willing to step up and give me a little bit of information about the upcoming fire season.
1: Hello, my name is John Dadarian, I'm the Public Information Officer for Benton County Fire District 2. And today I'm going to be talking to you you about fire safety in the Wildland Urban Interface. Now what is the Wildland Urban Interface? Uh, The Wildland Urban Interface is essentially our entire area here. It's defined as when you have uh, open rangeland coming into established housing developments. And if you've spent any time in Benton City or Benton County, we've got a lot of that going on. The best thing that you can possibly do to protect yourself and protect your property is have an established green belt around your house. What that means is an area 30 to 50 feet wide around your entire property or your residence that is watered and irrigated and trimmed cleanly down to the ground to prevent fire growth. Um, With that, we can come in and do the rest of the work. We'll come in and protect your structures obviously we're going to give our best effort on everything however there are some scenarios where if we have an established green belt it puts the odds in our favor and stacks the deck in your favor if you will
0: um what about shrubs that people like to put around their close to their house
1: Uh, shrubs around the house are great aesthetically Uh, as long as they're watered and taken care of they don't really pose a a major problem to us Um, obviously the big arborvitas you'll see lining the streets can still Light off and move fairly quickly, but we don't see a whole lot of that in small ground level shrubs. Okay,
0: thanks, John, for giving us those tips, guys. It is going to be a hot, dry summer, and because of the way the winter laid out, we are going to have a lot of very, very dry fuel available. So, get your homes in order, be sure to have the things that you need to be prepared with. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it. We may be talking about 72-hour kits. All right, with that, it is time for the calendar of events. All month, the library has been doing the food for fines. That is where you can bring one non-perishable item into the library, and they'll knock a dollar off your fines. You can do that with up to 10 non-perishable items, and they'll knock off up to $10. The school schedule is... Today, if you are not in school, you're missing school. Also, the last day of school is June 14th. And seniors, if you haven't told your parents yet, June 8th is in fact graduation. The Kybe all-class reunions happening May 25th. That is on Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the city park. They are wanting to have a potluck at noon. Please bring a dessert or salad fixings. The Pitbull pen will be out at the adoption day over at PetSmart. Uh, they are hoping to have people come out and find their perfect uh, friend and uh, fur child, I guess that's what's going on. I'm a little out of date on those. Uh, the open night ride or open ride night is uh, happening start on uh, Monday. It starts at 6 p.m., Go up there and check out what the Junior Fair and Rodeo is dealing. It is very, very amazing. Uh, Memorial Day, we are having a ceremony at the Evergreen Cemetery. It will start at 11 a.m. There is a potluck at the Legion Hall at 1 p.m. A good way to honor the people who have died in service. The spaghetti feed is May 31st from 5 to 7. This, again, will help the McNabb family with medical bills as their son fights leukemia. We hope that this will be a positive fight and this is a way to help them. After the spaghetti uh, fundraiser is over, you can go over and enjoy uh, the jazz band from the Bee High School. They're also doing a fundraiser, so... When you're full, go there. Uh, 2019 Spring Fling Bucket Buckle Series. Yep, nobody wants a bucket with a horse. Uh, buckle ho- Series is going to be on June 1st. I've seen a few of the things happening on that series. It's a great place to check out. June 1st also will have Patty Briggs signing. Uh, her books at the adventures underground now the reason she's in here is because she's actually a local author and She has her her environment set here in the Tri-City region Kybie PTO is having a sock hop on June 4th. It starts up at 6 and goes to 730 Am I finally catching up here? Yes. All right, the first annual uh, poker run is starting at the Pitbull Pen at 9 a.m. on June 8th, and it will go to 4 p.m. I actually did a few of these when I was younger with my dad. On June 15th is the community-wide yard sale, but June 8th is actually the date you want to be paying attention to if you want to have your home on the city-wide map. Be sure to get the form filled out and turned in. Lastly, the Community Horse Festival is happening June 15th, starting at 10 a.m. There's going to be good food. There's going to be games. It'll be a good time to see all the various uh, skills and talents that the horsemen have out there. I believe they're going to have uh, dr- Western dressage. if I understand cor- uh, correctly about that. Okay, this will be... Probably the last babbling you'll hear from me from this podcast. I had a great interview with Ida Boyd from uh, Friendship Kitchen. Uh, Please uh, give a listen, and here you go. Okay, I'm here with Ida Boyd from the uh, Friendship Kitchen, and I'm basically going to be wondering to know the who, what, where, when, and how We were talking a little bit earlier, and you're giving the history of how it started. Go ahead and tell us about that some more.
2: In uh, April of 2018, my daughter and I decided that we needed to do more community stuff. So we spoke with Cindy with the paper, and she put an ad out for us. We bought a ton of hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken. We told everybody in town, just bring your favorite side dish, whatever your family makes. And it exploded. We had massive amounts of people that showed up and what was going on. We discovered there was a lot of people in our community that the only reason they came is because they needed the free meal. And they just – they couldn't afford food. We had one gentleman that – he told us he had his granddaughter for the weekend, and he didn't know how he was going to feed her that day. Wow. Yeah, so my daughter packed up a, a big old pile of fish we sent home chicken and hot dogs and we're like, here, you know what, you're, you're good. And we started talking and we talked with uh, Lori Dale, uh, runs Mama's Diner. and we, we were talking about how we needed to do, we needed to do something. And within a month, it went from an ideal to we started bringing food down to the community center and started talking and people needed more than just food. Some people were just lonely in their trailer all day and they wanted somewhere to sit and talk so they would come and just sit and have a cup of coffee and visit with everybody and single moms that are stuck in their house with five kids all weekend long bored stiff would bring their kids down and we started getting more and more kids clothes and toys household supplies we started finding more and more people were needing basics like toiletries Right. They didn't have enough food to get them till next week. There was a delay in the paycheck or, you know, little stuff. And they couldn't get to the food bank because the Benton City Food Bank is only open two days a week.
0: Oh, okay. So
2: they didn't have the availability on those days when it was open. So we started collecting food and making food bank boxes. And we made Easter baskets this year. We did... Thanksgiving baskets. We did Christmas presents and food baskets for families in town. When we had the Blizzard, um, wonderful local, uh, Jared Williams, he helped out using his truck. And he hauled my brother and a a volunteer of ours, Quincy. They shoveled walkways for people that couldn't get out. He towed cars out for people that couldn't leave to go to the store to buy food. You know, elderly people that couldn't even... They couldn't open their door because of snowdrift.
0: Right, right.
2: So now it's like we just do whatever we can to help um, anybody. When uh, before Stephanie Judd passed away, she had come and volunteered with her kids at one of our uh, car washes last summer. Okay. So when the accident happened at uh, Columbia Park, we knew we had to we had to do something for oh, yeah, the family. Uh, yeah. And we had never done anything that big before, but the spaghetti feed that we did for their family, went, it went amazing. We we had a silent auction, and it's just been a constant. People reach out to us, and if I can't help them, we try and find somebody who can or point them in the direction of, of getting help. Um, right now, our focus is Edward McNabb, a four-year-old that was just diagnosed right, with right. leukemia. I, I saw that. We uh, have a car wash behind U.S. Bank this Saturday, and then... Okay, the spaghetti- so it
0: is, you got it set, and it's at, behind it's U.S. Going Bank, be, okay.
2: Yeah, um, it will be behind U.S. Bank from 1 till 3, and the funds from that are going to finish paying for all the supplies for the spaghetti feed, because a lot goes into planning on right. feeding hundreds of people, and... We've got wonderful donors that have donated all sorts of gifts. We have a house painting that has been donated, like an exterior painting of the house. The gentleman. Yep, he's he's found people that are donating the paint and he's going to auction off a house painting. We have jewelry from a local jewelry store that has donated three pieces that have got uh, either an E or like an angel wing, you know, stuff like that that has been donated. We've got people all over the community are reaching out trying to to help, and a local band, uh, Third Avenue, I believe, they're uh, they've already volunteered. They're going to come and play music, so we'll have live music playing outside the community center during the spaghetti feed.
0: Okay, I'm, and this is all volunteers. Yes, and this is you just started it one day and. It led to all this.
2: We've made some amazing friends here in town just because, you know, somebody comes in looking for something. They're like, well, I heard you might have clothes for, you know, a, a little girl. And my neighbors just moved and we were kind of hoping. And next thing you know, we're, we're talking with the people and they're bringing their neighbor in and their neighbor is looking for clothes. Or they're like, yeah, you know, my my son just moved into his own place and he's being really prideful and he doesn't want to ask for help from mom or dad. Right, but and that's a common problem. he really needs problem. some dishes or, you know... Um, The big fires last fall in California, a family was brought up here. The mother and daughter were here trying to find a place to live while the father was trying to clear up all the insurance stuff from the California fires. They lost everything, and we were able to put together. We got them a full kitchen set, dishes, pots, pans, glasses, (laughs) microwave, toaster oven, everything, so when we got them into a house, they were set they can't see me,
0: but I'm, I'm kind of laughing at this because I'm listening to this and I'm hearing that it's a mother daughter who started this and I'm hearing that it's stuff has taken off better than some of the big, large organizations that are yeah. t- do these types of things
2: it's it's been through the help of many community members that we've been able to do this because you know it's a lot of word of mouth i, I talked to one person and they're like you know what i think i know somebody that you know, they're really wanting to get out there and help and i think they can help you so then i talked to them and next thing you know they're they're like well you know we could really help with this and i'm like i, I never thought about a clothing bank when this started i thought about food i didn't realize right. how many people Needed clothes We're wearing inadequate of clothing to schools So now we take regularly take donations to the middle school and the elementary school the high school. We drop off shoes We did a drive and we did hats gloves and scarves for the kids uh, Before spring break or winter break to make sure that they all even at home. They had what they needed um, Whenever the school puts out word that they're needing because kids have accidents at school pants right. rip Some parents just don't quite have the money to have the appropriate jacket or their shoes. They can't repair or replace the shoes in time. So we take shoes, coats, whatever up and make sure that it's there so the kids don't get embarrassed. Yeah,
0: and I was just going to say, embarrassed just, I mean, I can see where, you know, right on the spot to have something available. Yeah, I can totally see how that would help because we know that. Those years are such a critical time of, you know, personal self worth and everything. So that being able to just have that right there.
2: Well, a lot of people don't realize how much help some of these kids at the schools could use. Um, at, at one point, I had five foster children living at the house, and I just I could not keep up. I, I stayed with the program, and it wasn't a state foster; it was through a family fostering. So okay. I didn't get. You know, the state assistance. So I had to use the food bank. I had to use whatever aspect because of having, you know, five extra kids. And constantly I would get calls from the school that somebody, you know, fell and they tore their pants. They needed pants. Or one kid was wearing another kid's pants so they didn't fit right. They kept falling off. And that's when I found out how much a need the schools have for clothes. People never think about, oh, I'm going through my kids' clothes. I'm going to drop them at Goodwill the elementary school and the middle school could really use those.
0: I'm, I'm just floored. I, I, I honestly started this wanting to interview you with, oh, you do the fundraisers and things, and now you just, like, it keeps going out further and further. It, okay, I'm amazed. You, you got me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm sorry I'm kind of at a loss here I wasn't expecting how much I'm hearing and the uh, fact that your people are willing to jump in and help that's, that's amazing I, I really appreciate that um, kind of a less than uh, I'm trying to think of the right word but kind of not as huge as this is how come the, kitchen, the name uh, Friendship Kitchen
2: Friendship Kitchen is from um, Friendship Stew, where not everybody had enough to eat, so everybody brought what they had and put it in a pot. And when you were done, you had a stew. So it's our our Friendship Kitchen. We're not doing it in a pot, we're doing it in a kitchen. Everybody, whatever it is, you bring what you have to offer, and you share it with everybody else. And they bring what they have to offer, and we make sure everybody has what they need
0: okay that's all right um you've already talked about how you have community coming in and helping and neighbors helping neighbors that's i mean that's what we need is people recognizing that neighbors need help Mm -hmm. we've kind of stopped that in our society how can the community help here
2: you can help multiple ways they can help through financial donations. We, we do take financial donations. We take uh, canned food donations and clothing donations. Or you can help through volunteering. Um, sometimes coming down to the community center on Sunday might not be what everybody needs or wants. But some of the people that show up, the only thing they want is somebody else to talk to. Somebody to sit while they have their cup of coffee, they'll hear – their woes for the week and can understand them, you know. Some of these people they come a, a time or two, and the next thing you know, now they're wanting to come regular because they're wanting to help somebody else. They're getting out of their depression and their <laughs> funk, and now they're bringing cupcakes or cookies, and, and they're starting to to interact with the regular kids that are there. Uh, my granddaughter is six years old, and she is our biggest volunteer. We had uh, for her sixth birthday we had a Star Wars birthday party free for the whole community we did hot dogs we did corn dogs and burritos we rented a bounce house and the tri City Troopers a, a Star Wars LARP group they came down and we had Darth Vader hugging kids face painting <laughs> going on it was it was all awesome and you know we afforded being able to do all the extras by donations from people in town and so many kids that were just gonna be bored and home for the weekend. Now they they know who Darth Vader is and they're yeah. like they're excited and you know we've, yeah. we've had some great great changes that have occurred in our community just since Friendship Kitchen started. Wow.
0: You you brought up kids mm-hmm. and on your Sunday social. Yep. So it's open to
2: everybody. Everybody. We we want the whole family to come. Um we at Two weeks before Christmas, we built gingerbread houses, and we had the families come, and we bought a bunch of presents, and the kids won prizes and did contests for the gingerbread houses. And these little guys, it, it was a monstrosity of sugar and frosting, <laughs> but they were so excited for me to take pictures of it and then for to get pictures with their prizes, and a lot of it was like cheap dollar store Barbies or... Giant candy canes that had Star Wars theme, just cheap stuff, but they were so excited to show off what they did. And the dads and moms are sitting around, they're enjoying it, they're watching it. We had to have people leave in the middle to run to the store to buy more supplies because we ran out. So many kids showed up wanting to build gingerbread houses.
0: And so, you, is it pretty common that you have the whole family, both mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, Some,
2: sometimes? Um, sometimes we've got. We have everybody that shows. We have, you know, young pregnant moms that are just lost. They're new to the area and they don't know anybody and they heard about it. So they come to look at the baby clothes and then they start talking to moms that are, you know, next thing you know, there's like the whole hen session going on where all these moms are all talking and they've become friends. And now they contact each other when they have an emergency, and, and I'll get a call, you know, I, I give my number to all of these moms and dads, and I make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of me, and they will call, and they'll be like, yeah, so-and-so is having, they don't have enough diapers, and they don't want to reach out. So then I, I contact my network, and next thing we know, I'll have, you know, five cases of diapers sitting on my porch, and I contact them, we get, we get the diapers out, we get the formula out, the food, whatever it is, and... You're making me emotional now, too. (laughs) Sometimes I have a hard time even talking about it because it is very overwhelming how much um, love and generosity starts coming from sometimes people you would never expect it to to come from. And they're the most generous people, and they don't want anybody to know how generous they are or, or how much they're trying.
0: Well, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the various levels of organizations that are trying to do what you're talking about, and you're doing it. You're acting and providing a service. And this is happening in the local community in Benton City. This is not, you know, Tri-Cities going, oh hey, you know, let's come help these guys. No, this is you, a member of the community, actively doing what needs to be done. I'm <laughs> well, a lot of
2: a lot of our community is they they can't get into the tri cities. You know, yeah, they could be eligible for programs or benefits or you know, go to stuff, but if you're in a family where you got a husband and wife and four kids and you got one car. Right. Mom's stuck here. She's not going to haul all four kids on a bus that only runs every 2 hours into the tri cities, only goes twice a day on Saturday and there's no option on Sunday. So we need more here that they can do so we do we do rock painting we we've had the kids paint rocks and then gone around town putting rocks out that say friendship (laughs) kitchen and paintings we've done days where we just do puzzles we this last weekend we rented the brand new the mary poppins movie and we brought in the tv and we put in the new mary poppins movie for the kids to watch oh
0: wow 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 um (laughs) I think I'm going to have to have you come back <laughs> okay? because I'm seeing a part two to this conversation because we're already just bit through the time. And yeah, I think we need to have a part two on this. Is there any last closing thought that you would like to give out?
2: We would love to see everybody on May 18th behind US Bank for our car wash. Okay. If you don't have the money to get your car washed, that's okay. We'll wash it and you can come help us wash other people's cars. Great, it's great. it's just, we want as much as we can to make sure that we can help Edward McNam's family on the 31st.
0: Alright, you uh, got hints of what was going on behind the camera. Let me just say, I have only experienced the emotions I felt in this interview th- two other times. One was a uh, inspirational speaker that traveled around talking about charities and things of that nature. And I also met a lady who went into war-torn areas that would form uh, foster homes where, when the mom and dads were killed. And to hear what Ida was presenting and providing, uh, I got caught. I got caught in emotionally. I was engaged. It was Quite the experience. Um, she has an w- amazing backstory that we talked about after the camera went off. And wow, Benton City! This is a amazing person who is providing amazing service. I hope she can keep it up. I hope the people in the community that can can find ways to help her, help others, and yeah. What an amazing thing. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week.